VSO Talk Radio, a show that connects veterans with the services and benefits they've earned. Now here's your host, Eric Segundo, Director of Veteran Services for Ludlow, Jared Sasson, Director of Veteran Services for Wilbraham, and Jesus Pereira, Superintendent of the Veterans Assistant Commission of Winnebago County. Eric Segundo, Jared Sasson. Jesus Pereira, a.k.a. Jesus. Jesus. What's up, guys? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We have lots of things going on in the world of veteran services. Don't you guys have stuff to do? Oh, my God. We've got plenty to do. But our main mission today is to spread the word, right? Yeah. That's it. Absolutely. That's what we do. So listen, uh, uh, last week we finished up our uh, two-part, it ended up being, we didn't plan that, but it ended up being two-part segment on VA disability claims. Very intense. Uh, again, it's probably one of the biggest things uh, other than our local stuff that we do is VA claims, right? So just educating the veteran on VA claims, what you need, uh, the documentation, the evidence, when to file, how to file, Secondary conditions, all that good stuff. We went over it. So if you missed that show or any previous show, go ahead and download it. But listen to it in the two parts, in, in both part, part one and part two, because it's very uh, good information that we put out there. So it, it's actually, you know, it's funny because I feel like it came at like a time where I'm actually helping another Massachusetts VSO right now go through the accreditation process. He already did the basic benefits. He's doing the VA trips and all the other and applying for, you know, his PIV card and all that stuff. And it makes me really think as I'm going, walking through this right out as we're doing this show, how much information we need to know and why you oh. should never go to a claim shark for something that you should have an accredited person who understands the inner workings of this process. Even even the worst accredited is better than somebody who, who doesn't have access to look for you in, into the system, essentially, you know? Yeah, and I know that I get long-winded on, on claims, and I think part of it is because uh, I think it's a lesson every time that we see a claim fail and understanding why a claim failed and really getting to the point is that people take this as a personal attack when their claim doesn't go through, but really there are laws out there. There's uh, processes that need to be followed. And when you skip a process or don't meet, you know, the threshold of a law, your claim will get denied period. No matter how you feel emotionally about what you put in, you know, how many times has someone walked in the door and said, look, I have PTSD. And that's the big one. I think that's the big one in the, in the recent years. And when I say recent, I mean, probably the last decade. Um, and, you know, there's no diagnosis. Yeah, absolutely. Right, right, you know. right. And and listen, and, and I think we, we went over this, too, is, you know, you know, when you go to file a claim, you know, I guess I'm trying to say this nicely is don't walk into an office and say, hey, I got 42 items I want to claim. Right. Because you know, it, that's intense. One is mm-hmm. intense, right? But then when you start to look at it, a lot of these items are identical to something else you're filing, right? Or is a, a pyramid thing. Yeah, you're trying absolutely. To, you know, pyramiding. Man, we, we need to get ourselves a dictionary here. I don't know. <laughs> pyramid. Hey, it's between you two. I, I, that's that's what I call it. I've that's been, it. you know, you that's can't. Pyramiding. Jesus. <laughs> we talked it. about my English. Not pretty big. Oh, God, I, I love you too. The other is mine, so I'm really, I'm in no uh, place to talk. I like I said, just as long as it's not me making the comments, on it we're okay you know the second i start commenting next you know we get complaints to the show so yeah but you know again you know just uh uh you lost my train of thought here, but <laughs> you're pyramiding say, yes right right there all the pyramiding let's go back to pyramiding there we go and um so 
you know, when you go, when you file a claim or when you consider filing a claim, talk to your rep first. Because a lot of folks, what they've been doing is just going on the computer, they're internet savvy, e-benefits, and start throwing in all their claims. Oh, yeah, my right foot, my left foot, my arm. My, my, lip, toe, my toe, my hair. My and, you know, once you submit that, you can't pull that stuff back, right? right? You've taken that bite. And once you, so you submit it and be like, oh, wait, I don't have enough evidence to prove that, right? So guess what? The VA now denies you. Now you have to unprove the VA, right? Because they've already made you, they've already given you a decision on an item, right? So it's not as easy as filing it for the first time. Now you have to tell the VA, no, you made a mistake or I made a mistake. Here's the new evidence that I have to contradict your decision that you've already made. And it makes a lot of work. So just uh, make sure you have all your stuff in order. See a VA guy, a VA, VA accredited person, you know, we, that's what we're here for, right? That's it. That's it. It's a lot of it's a lot of knowledge, you know. Yeah, very intense. And you know, we've been doing this for a long time, and we still learn tricks every, of the trade every, every day. Every day, every day. Uh, we bounce claims off of each other and find new ways to submit them in different form, you know, in a, in a different way to get stuff that was denied uh, re reconsidered. Uh, so yeah, you know, a wealth of knowledge is out there in your VSOs who are accredited. So reach out to them before you go doing things on your own. Absolutely. Agreed. Right. And Agreed. again, if you missed that show or any previous show, you can download us, Apple iTunes, Spotify. You can catch it on the Ludlow Veterans website, www.ludlowveterans.us. We want to thank all our listeners, especially those uh, from afar, from where we're located at. And Jarrett, they yeah, are? Absolutely. So we got uh, North York, Ontario. I think that's a first for us. I think that is a first is for that us. Canadian? That is Canadian. No. Cana- absolutely. And then we got Bellevue, Florida. We got Miami, Florida. And then Washington, D.C. They're spying on so, us again. Yeah, absolutely, as always. So, you know, again, really deeply appreciate everybody listening. Uh, we provide information on a local and federal uh, level for benefits. For those who have downloaded our podcast, we ask you to share it with your friends on social media platforms. And don't forget to add the hashtag VSOTR or VSO Talk Radio. That's right. And on the other side of the break, we've got a special guest today. Jared, you want to tell us who that is? Absolutely. So we have uh, Mark Massey, who is a uh, field specialist for the Salvation Army, uh, specifically regarding some of the public assistance programs that they operate. So he'll be coming in today uh, telling us all about those programs and, and how we can utilize them uh first specifically here in western mass and then the possibility of uh these same programs across the nation yeah and uh and they they have relations to to veterans so absolutely that- yes 100 yeah. percent. so you're listening to vso talk radio we'll be right back the american legion we're a powerful force for the nation we're the largest veteran service organization in the nation with two and a half million members and when you add to that the American Legion Auxiliary, and the Sons of the American Legion, we have a family of 4 million members, working hard every day for our veterans, our youth, and our communities. Go to legion.org to find out more about the American Legion's commitment of service to America. You're listening to VSO Talk Radio. If you miss our show, be sure to download us on Google, Apple, or Spotify. You can even catch us on our website at www.ludlowveterans.us. 
This program is brought to you by Ludlow Community TV and the Town of Ludlow. Additionally, Ludlow Community TV program can be viewed on demand and through live streaming at LudlowTV.org. Hey, welcome back. So we're here at VSO Talk Radio. We're here with a special guest, uh, Mark Massey. Mark Massey from Salvation Army. He is a field service representative. Man, 100%. That's it. You That's got it. it. I had to feed him in a little bit, but yeah, you yeah, did good I, on that. I have to remember what I am. I am an outreach coordinator. Absolutely. And for you, the Salvation for Army. For the Salvation Army. Right. Yeah, we've That's partnered right. with them. Absolutely. And uh, well, let's before we go into that awesome program, which I can't wait to highlight, uh, let's talk a little bit about Mark Massey. Let's talk a little bit about your time in service. Give us a rundown, brother. Wow. Put me on the spotlight. Yeah, absolutely. There, huh? Yeah. I got like three, three sets of eyeballs all looking at the same <laughs> time, you know, that's it. So my service actually started in 1992. I was, uh, 17 years old. Uh, my mother was the, I'm trying to remember exactly what her title was. She was basically the director of ambulance and emergency services on what used to be called Fort Rucker, Alabama. Oh, okay. I grew up here in Massachusetts. Long story short, my mother was an EMT paramedic for the Army. I was 13, maybe 13 years old. She came home one day, and she was working at the Army hospital out here. And she's like, do you want to change? Okay, what kind of change? I'm 13 years old. Hey, I'm up to anything. We're going to move to Daleville, Alabama. Alabama. Right, <laughs> right. And and if you guys notice, I got a little bit of an accent. Yeah, still, a little right? bit. A little bit. Yeah. So long short, grew up around Army aviation. Okay. I had helicopters flying over my rooftops. At that time, late 80s, early 90s, you think of it, it was flying over. I was also in Army ROTC and volunteered with the museum out there, okay? So imagine a 17-year-old kid who had was really hoping that the Gulf War was going to last just a little <laughs> bit longer, right? Yeah. Um, if you guys can remember those days. I enlisted, did the, not, not the delayed entry, but the split op. Cause I came into the reserves, did the split op, went to basic training between my junior and senior year and excuse me, wound up going on the reserve side, graduated high school, moved back home. This is the second time we've heard this split op thing. Mm-hmm. I'm telling yeah. you, God bless you guys. If they said, Hey, go home after boot camp, I don't know if I'd show back up, <laughs> but go ahead. Some man. guys didn't show up after the <laughs> right, two week right, uh, right. winter yeah, break. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry well, to interrupt. And, and actually, I'm glad you mentioned that because the one thing that I, I kind of glazed over, skipped over, I went to basic at Fort Jackson. Technically, I didn't graduate. I, I got eyeballs looking at me. I didn't technically graduate from basic. I didn't do that until when I re-entered the service in 99, came in, because I did the reserves, but because somebody lost the track that I hadn't technically graduated from basic. I just kind of skated through, didn't say anything to anyone. Huh. When I wound up moving back to Georgia, 
not back to Georgia, but as an adult. I long short married, had a baby at the time, and I was busting my butt, working seven days a week, armored car driver, security in the Atlanta area. And I said, I need a break. Went over to the National Guard recruiter, and this was 1999, okay? Mm-hmm. And I, I went back in. I wanted at least to have one weekend. I mean, this was really what I was thinking about. I wanted to have just one weekend where I still had some money coming in, but I had a break from work, home, new baby, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. All right, not a problem. Sign on the dotted line. You know, you are going to be a small arms repair specialist because that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to do gunsmithing and all yeah. that. Okay. Did did the training. Well, went back, did the basic, did the OJT slash online. You know, remember the, the books that yep, you would yep, have? Yep. Okay. Did that training. In 2000, mm-hmm. 48th Infantry Brigade of the Georgia National Guard gets called up to go to Bosnia for S-4-9. I was not in that brigade at that time, but basically begged and borrowed to get on that mission. Wound up going to Bosnia. Was a small arms repair specialist with Bravo Company 148, uh, 48th Brigade, 3rd ID, right? Rock them on. At (laughs) Camp Comanche. Here's a funny story. My daughter's birthday is September 15th. She was going to be three years old in 2001. Oh, wow. We were supposed to be rotating back to Fort Stewart. Uh, Our advance party was already heading home, 1st of September, something like that. I came to a buddy of mine in the S1 shop. Hey, can you get me on a plane as close to the 15th as possible? A couple days later, brother, I got you covered. You're going to be home on the 13th of September, 2001. We all know what happened two days before that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't get home until October. Yeah. Oh. Um, then I converted over to military police. Still National Guard? Still or? National okay. Guard. Yep. Georgia National Guard at this point. And joined the 178th Military Police Company. They got called to active duty. Basically, from the point I got off the plane until the point I had joined officially joined the 178th it was all the remember when we had to have the the guards at the national guard armories and all this stuff that's what i did oh i didn't really go back to civilian life joined the 178th wound up going to mp school out at Leonardwood. come back we were activated for security at fort benning uh my squad leader meets up with me after i get back so, by the way, we're going to Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. Oh, geez. Awesome, right? Beach, <clears throat> sun, fun in the Caribbean. <laughs> you can't beat it. We get there. We actually had to move the guys from Camp X-Ray to the quote-unquote new Camp Delta. And when we weren't doing that, we were working in uh, areas where we, we had to deal with the alphabet gang. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I learned some valuable personal things yep. about myself and about where I was in this world. Uh, fast forward, basically stayed on active duty 
because we did military police, actual garrison military police operations at Fort Benning for about two and a half years. Came came off of that rotation, literally had enough time to go to PLDC, and I got called to join 48th Brigade again, this time as an MP, to go to Iraq. And one thing I needed to put in here, because this isn't just my story. This is also my family's story. By this point, my I was National Guard. My brother, Scott, was in the Army Reserves here in Springfield. And my younger brother, Rob, up until 2004, was a cadet at West Point. He graduated in 2004. My brother, Scott, was in Iraq at that time. He had wound up going with a Rhode Island unit. He was a PLO, a petroleum operator, Mm -hmm. Uh, was in the initial push in Iraq while I was at Fort Benning dealing with drunks and domestics and all that fun stuff. Um, He was only supposed to be there for six months. He wound up being there for almost 19, Wow! right? Not even, what, a year and a half later, I rotate to Iraq. And at this point, realistically, I felt that it was, I needed to do this. What year was this? This was 2005. Oh, okay. So you're uh, in Iraq in 05? Yeah. What part? Uh, predominantly in the triangle. Um, the last three, four months of our rotation did, uh, MSR security up and down Tampa escort into convoys. Yep. So that when you were there, I was there. Okay. Five, oh six. Okay. Yeah. Taji up and down. Yeah. MSR, I know Taji. Tampa, yep. All of them. Rustamaya. We went, we went all these places. What unit were you with? Third ID. Oh, you were at that yeah. time. Okay. The, uh, at that time it was a uh, discom division support. Yeah. They changed over to. The sustainment brigade. Yeah, I remember Discom. Yeah, Discom. I actually had a real good buddy of mine, uh, Corey Vandergott, was in that unit. I was in the uh, brigade headquarters. So. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Oh, that's awesome. Look yeah, that. small world. It's you know, small war. <laughs> that's it. You remember waking up in the mornings and, and having to sing the dog face soldier song? Yeah. Oh, he after after what do you call it? After, after the, the army, uh, one, army right. navy game, he, yep. he made me watch it. He forced I it down my throat. Sing it. He made me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, 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 and it's funny we would talk about third ID because uh, I've, on my personal side, I've joined a World War II reenactment group. Okay. The worst part about it is you go from knowing that Uncle Sam will supply you with all your gear, you know, to now I have to buy my own gear. And oh, it boy. has to be proper, period, period yeah. specific, et cetera, et cetera. You, you do that, don't you? Uh, the VFW, we have uh, honor guards and we have traditional uniforms based on the era. So, when a World War II uniforms, World War I uniforms, and whatnot. Yeah. And so, the first sergeant of the unit, and I'm doing air quotes for those who can't see me, um, the first sergeant was an actual retired first sergeant. And him and I started talking. Come to find out, he was third ID for about four or five years Uh, infantry, you know, the whole nine yards. So, you know, we had that bond. So whenever anybody says dog face soldier or anything like that, I'm like, ah, somebody, absolutely, <laughs> somebody's in third ID. So let's fast forward now. Yeah. You, uh, so what year do you get out of the service? Well, fast forward, I wound up actually going back to Iraq, a second tour and wound up being medevaced. Um, I, I, I was wounded, but there was a lot more to it than that. You know, and I'll be completely frank here. Uh, at that time. I ha- I did the one thing that 
every soldier knows they're not supposed to do. <clears throat> I married a stripper. <laughs> okay. Now keep in mind, I'm also a staff sergeant in the MPs and on active duty and mm-hmm. all this stuff. Okay. I get medevaced out. And very long story, very short, uh, came home to nothing. And I was in the hospital system for about two and a half years, wound up being medically retired in 2010. And and I throw that little sidebar in there because I know there are so many other guys out there that have had to endure and deal with the same. Everybody dealt with Jody. Absolutely. There Mm -hmm. was a Jody out there. Yeah, a lot of people don't know who Jody is, but we all know what he if does. If you're in the military, you yeah, know who Jody, you know who Jody is. You know it. And Jody. I've, had, I've had Jody a few times. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> all right, so 2010, you I, completely get out. Yep, uh, medically retired, and you moved back home. I did, um, but I didn't move back home until my daughter was in college. Okay, I stayed down. My sister back home asked me when I retired, "Are you going to move back home?" and there were a few reasons why I didn't want to at that time, but the big one was at that time, my daughter, and I need to put this in here. My daughter at that time was about 12 years old. When I got medevac back in 2009, when I got out of the hospital, my parents came down from Massachusetts, brought my daughter um, who lives in Georgia. This 10 year old little girl asked me, dad, are you going back to Iraq? And I had to tell her, I was like, no, I'm not going back to Iraq, and I'm probably getting out of the military. You would have thought this little child, had ju- I had just told her Christmas came in July, mm-hmm. the look yeah. she gave me, right? Yeah. You, every, every, every deployed parent understands that. Mm-hmm. That was the reason why I had to stay down in Georgia, try to, try to make a life for myself at least until she became a daughter. She went off to college because of the post-9-11 GI Bill. My yeah. daughter went to college. She only owes... $10,000. She got a full four-year degree. That's awesome. She met her husband there. And I needed to make sure that she at least got off onto the right foot. She got off onto the right foot. I moved back home. And for the last three and a half, almost four years now, I've been working for Salvation Army. All that's right. awesome. And that's a good point to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get into your job, what you do, and specifically how we're helping our veterans here. Awesome. You're listening to VSL Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Whenever someone decides to join the military, they're entitled to an entire suite of benefits, especially if they become ill, injured, or wounded in the line of duty. Many times it requires cumbersome government paperwork to be able to claim these benefits. The VFW is there to help service members and veterans navigate the benefits that they're entitled to. Let someone else handle it for you. Seek out an accredited rep if you need to find one, Visit vfw.org slash nvs or call 1-800-VFW-1899. When our veterans came home from serving their country, the American Legion helped them with the GI Bill to get a head start. When they came home from Vietnam, we helped those affected by Agent Orange to get care and compensation. Now, a new generation is dealing with their own challenges. Every day, 22 veterans who put their lives on the line for our country came home and took their own. As it has for over 100 years, the American Legion continues to advocate for our veterans so when they leave service, there's a place for them to go to continue serving and, when needed, to get help. You're listening to VSO Talk Radio. If you miss our show, be sure to download us on Google, Apple, or Spotify. You can even catch us on our website at www.ludlowveterans.us. I pledge allegiance to the flag 
of the United States of America. I do solemnly swear to bear true faith and allegiance. To help you when you're in need. To be courageous and strong. For better. For worse. To be your loving, faithful friend, child, parent, neighbor. Learn how you can help a veteran experiencing mental health challenges at maketheconnection.net. This program is produced in partnership with Ludlow Community TV. Ludlow Community TV produces local programming and helps felicitate communications between the town of Ludlow, community organizations, and its residents. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to VSO Talk Radio. We're talking here with uh, Mark Massey from Salvation Army. Uh, he told us a little bit about himself, and now he's he's getting into how he got involved with the uh, Salvation Army here in Western Massachusetts, and talk a little bit about the uh, programs that uh, that you are the field service uh, representative. For. There you go. That's good it. job. Good job. I know. No, I keep messing it up. <laughs> no, you're doing a good job. Thank you. Hey, you're only messing it up when you're not trying, right? That's it. Absolutely. That's it. Hundred percent. So going go with what Jared said, um, I've been, like I said earlier, I've been with Salvation Army for about three and a half, four years now. Yep. Um, my job title, it, as Eric tries to explain, is you know the field representative for Western Massachusetts. That's what's on the business card. Mm-hmm. Um, what that entails is basically I'm able to reach out to those towns and communities that don't have a Salvation Army Center supporting them. I, I go out there, I recruit the volunteers like Jared, mm-hmm. um, who's able to put the the funding behind the need. Yep. And what I mean by that is, you know, I'll pick on Jared because he's sitting right here in front of me, and you know, he's so good looking. I do what um, I can. Yeah, he's got know. a face for radio. He, I do. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I can only speak for myself. That's it. I know for a fact I only have a face for radio. That's Anyways, it. <laughs> um, but Jared, you know, he's a good-looking man. He's good. So, so is Eric, too, you know? Yeah, yeah. we're good-looking people that's on this right, show. That's, that's right. what I'm going to say. So <laughs> going back to what we were saying. So Jared is a VSO for his town. That's his job title. Mm-hmm. For... The communities that he's covering that aren't covered by the Springfield Core Center, he's able to put assistance out there where it's needed. Yep. Okay. That's for all the other little towns that I covered, Northampton, Amherst, Hadley, you know, and these are all towns within Western Massachusetts. Yep. At the day, at the end of the day, that's what I do. And and I also do the fundraising and all this stuff, you know, the red kettles that you see every year. Um, I manage that also. And, and if ahead. you don't mind, I will tell you. So uh, a couple months back, uh, Mark came out to give a training about this program to kind of solicit to see if any of us wanted to jump on board and, and extend this uh, this amazing program that, that uh, Salvation Army has. And prior to, to that, I, I think like most Americans, you think Salvation Army, all you think is the red kettle, and you don't really understand what it goes to. You do know that Salvation Army does good work. It goes to public assistance and disaster. But beyond that, I didn't know the day-to-day of what Salvation Army can actually do until you came in and talked about this amazing program, um, which, again, this voucher program here in Western Mass, mm-hmm. which 
So highlight that specifically. Hello. What does that mean, that public assistance? What can these veterans get? Right. And and I'm glad that Jared mentioned what he did about not knowing what Salvation Army yeah. was because I was the exact same way. And, and that's why I was explaining what my actual job title is. That's what I came into. Yeah. Right. On the flip side of that, there is also a program that we have specifically for honorably discharged veterans. And the Salvation Army has been taking care of the military community and veterans since prior to World War One. We all know about a donut, right? Mm-hmm. A, the donut was actually created on the trenches by Salvation Army for American soldiers. Yeah, yeah you okay. told this story. Right, right, awesome. right, right. Yes, yeah, please. So in, in whatever way, the military and the veteran community has been touched in some way by the Salvation Army. I came into this job not knowing about these programs. As soon as I came on board, I learned about these programs, and I basically took it upon myself. Okay, you know what? We're going to start reaching out to all the other VSOs. Even though they may sit in towns where they can't provide the specific general welfare assistance, i.e., your single mom with two kids that we provide in other towns and communities, they are able to provide that immediate emergency assistance to veterans. Mm -hmm. And what that is, the elevator pitch for that is basically we're able to provide that emergency assistance that state or federal are not able to provide. Okay. What that might look like is say a veteran who's doing okay for themselves got a good steady job, but their car breaks down. Well, they need a car to be able to go to work, go to work. Right. That's to me, that's an emergency. We can look at providing that assistance. I can't say we're going to be able to get, you know, a $3,000 engine put in your car, but we can at least look at possibly helping reaching out to other resources. You know, maybe your, local uh, veteran agency might be able to throw in a couple bucks. You know, I might be able to throw in a couple bucks, that type of thing. That's for the most part, straight across the board nationwide. There are veteran programs out there that salvation, the local salvation armies do provide. But what you need to do first is check with your local salvation army representative to make sure that they have the ability to be able to take care of you and what the proper process is. Uh, a Salvation Army in Illinois may require documentation that I may not require. Mm-hmm. So always check with your local representatives first, but there are programs out there for veterans. So here in Western Mass, yep. um, the way that it works is if we as VSOs partner with Salvation Army, mm-hmm. because we're already kind of a certified means-tested you know, whenever a vet comes and says they need something, we're the ones who exactly gatekeep essentially by looking to say, okay, yes, you are in financial turmoil. Exactly. So we get to utilize that information through a voucher program where we can choose, Hey, this person needs hygiene products. They need uh, food products. They might need uh, fuel, rental assistance, utilities. uh, The list goes on medical assistance, all sorts of stuff. And each one is outlined with a certain amount of money that you are allowed to do without authorization. And then if you need to go any further, then it's really a conversation with Mark to say, Hey, as the field service rep, this says I can only go to two fifty. Here's the situation on this veteran. I've already did all the background checks, so on and so forth. Certain things he can approve to go higher on. 
so far, Wilbraham has been part of this program for about, I think you gave it back in the middle of summer. Yeah, so about six times. And I think yeah. I've used it five times so far. And I just think it's a, a fantastic, uh, just a resource, right? But the thing is, is again, we have to partner with essentially Salvation Army to be able to utilize this public mm-hmm. assistance. But it's uh, it's fantastic. So now the question is, and, and just to highlight what you just said, right? So this program... The way, it's not that the program is specific to Western Massachusetts, but it's the way that we operate it this way is specific right. to Western Massachusetts. Absolutely. But so Jesus, who's out in Illinois, mm-hmm. uh, said he looked into, uh, was looking into the program, Jesus, and um, it's it's there, but the funding source is different, correct? Correct. So what I was looking for out here was at one point our – uh, what you guys know know as is a veteran service office. Uh, we call them VACs out here, Veterans Assistance Commissions. Uh, we used to give out uh, Dollar Tree cards, and it's evolved over the years. And the Dollar Tree card, because in Illinois, unlike Massachusetts, you can go to any basically store or gas station and buy like liquor and you know all this other stuff, mm-hmm, yeah. which you can't do in Mass. So they specifically use Dollar Tree because it's a source or location that uh, you can't um, access alcohol. Uh, and use these cards for. But I stopped the program because there were some uh, indicators of fraud, uh, so to speak. And we were trying to replace that program with another one. And the the voucher program seems to be a good solution because it provides an individual by name, mm-hmm. uh, a voucher, and is theirs only. So it prevents someone uh, from taking a card and reselling it to, you know, John Smith or someone right. else down the road. So they can take cash for it. You know, they physically have to use this particular. Well, not only that, I'll even give you one better and I'll let Mark decide uh, going to this. This is one of the things I remember from the uh, training itself. So, Mark, if I'm a veteran, you write me a if you write me a voucher for groceries, two hundred and fifty dollars. This is what he used on me. That's why he's laughing right now. If you uh, if 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 he if you write me a voucher right now for two hundred fifty dollars for groceries, I go to a local uh, grocery store, Stop and Shop, mm-hmm. which accepts them here. That's right. And I throw up hygiene products. Mm-hmm. Are they going to let me buy them? Possibly. But if it's not highlighted on there now, but if I write if 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 you wrote groceries toiletries and hygiene products now are they gonna let me buy them possibly possibly okay go, el- <laughs> so let me, elaborate let me finish your thought earlier yeah, yeah. you were asking where the funding comes from yeah yeah, yeah. Illinois, the oh yeah, yeah. sorry program, yeah um uh, would be used to to replace what i already had mm-hmm. uh, but but us as the vac would have to pay for it okay so um I, I'm, I still think it's a great program i think right. it's a great solution for what uh that could replace what we already had going and i'm i think that that's the route i'm gonna go but so, uh, jesus really quick was your VAC paying for the gift cards to Dollar Tree? Oh, yeah. Was it part we, of your we funding? Were, we, we were paying for it already. So now we just get into, like, what what was the intent of the law when VACs were mm-hmm. created? Yes. You know, what are we? What should we be providing? Because we, like you guys, fall under the public aid code, right? So stuff that we pay for should be things that are outlined in the public aid code. Right. So we're working there. And it was quite, let me tell you, we were spending 40 to 50 grand a year just on cards. Right, but now you now you can actually, if you got into this voucher program, you're vetting the veteran yes. a little more deeper right. than just handing out a card because Correct. these vouchers are made specifically to them. The That's need right. the need is addressed in what That's they need. Right. So if they need groceries, they need a car repair, whatever it is you're giving out. So I, I, I think it's, you know, we, we always, I think we talked about this too. There are so many programs out there. It's just 
finding the right one that's going to fit what we need it to do. And this may be that replacement to, to your gift cards. I really think this is the solution because it really gives them an opportunity to go shopping at either the Salvation Army or all the local areas. And that person will use that voucher for them. They can sell it. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's specific for the most part. It is. It yep. is. And, and what I would add on to that is for those people out there in radio land that are interested in becoming volunteers uh, associated with Salvation Army and having access to this assistance or this funding, reach out to your, to your local representative. Absolutely. Um, you know, go on Google, type in, you know, any town USA Salvation Army, mm-hmm. and you will be able to find somebody that you can pick up the phone or email and say, Hey, I heard about this program. Is there any way that I can help to make this a thing in our area? Yeah. Um, pro proactivism is really the key here. Yeah. And they can always even just download the show and forward them to download. Exactly. Say, listen exactly. to Mark on the radio. That's right. He explained That's right. What this is. If anybody has exactly. any issues, you know, we'll be more than happy to give him my boss's number. That's <laughs> it. That's it. Well, and that's what I was thinking. I mean, uh, let's say, let's say, uh, Jesus does stand this up in, uh, in, in Rockford, Illinois, right. And stands it up for there. And he says, Hey, listen, you know, Western Massachusetts seems to, to have this amazing outline program. Maybe we just connect two people together and they say, yeah, we can come up with a funding source for mm-hmm. that. All we got to do is, uh, you know, create another line item and, and maybe get some, uh, you know, some of the kettlebells. Cause most of this program is provided by the kettlebells, correct? It, it, well, uh, for the, kettle, the kettles, the kettles with the bells, with the bells. They <laughs> not kettlebells. Um, that's where, the majority of the public facing funding comes from. Yep. And on the flip side, we have our own Western Mass Veterans Fund that we try to do, you know, annual and uh, twice a year funding for. Yep. That's it. That makes sense. That makes sense. It'd be tough to think that some of our legislators wouldn't want to get on this. Right. Yeah. For all the for all the money that we earmark for other things in the state, wouldn't this be a perfect program for it? It, yeah, because there are layers of protection mm-hmm. on where this money's going. There, you have to go through a VSO or through the 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 to get vetted to Absolutely. get the the, yeah. the 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 issue at hand, right. whether it's groceries or car repair, rent or whatever, has to be vetted before any voucher or money is exchanged. Exactly. Versus just you know these companies that just you know. and 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 sometimes if you think about it, almost double and triple vetted too, mm-hmm. because. If the veteran's coming into the VSO's office, the VSO already has their documentation, already has their information, right? So that's vetting number one. Then vetting number two is that VSO is then sending me a copy of the 214 because, you know, we have to have it for paperwork. That's vetting number two. Then vetting number three is actually when the check winds up getting cut. So there's so many layers of... Checks and balances just to make sure that this is, like you said, instead Mm -hmm. of giving somebody, uh, hey, here's your Dollar Tree card, and they go out back and, like, sell a $50 card for 20 bucks. You know, I I completely understand it. I think that this is is more uh, focused and and less chance of of the uh, person taking it frauding. In addition, I think the other problem we end up with, too, is where uh, an applicant, a veteran, whatever it is, applies to multiple organizations for the same issue. Mm-hmm. So, I, right. you know, we don't say double dipping because they don't know, right? They're 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 in need. They go apply. Oh, let me go on Red Cross. I'll 
I'll send a message Absolutely. to the USO. I'll send a message to my VSO. Everybody's so everybody's working individually, oh, but yeah. no one's working together. Where in this case, we have Mark. Mark is going to call and say, "Hey, I got a veteran from Ludlow who applied for this voucher. Have you helped them already?" Right. That's actually happened. I had a veteran in my community who came to me looking for fuel. And I said, well, guess what? We got this amazing program. I went to Mark. I said, hey, I got this guy. He goes, let me check something. He's already he's already came to us a month ago. And the guy didn't tell me that. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, did he still need it? Yeah, sure he did. But like that's, Was it you know, an emergency at that point? there's, right. there's so, definitely. So this program is supposed to be emergency based. And, and exactly. what's the frequency in which someone can get a voucher? So the rule of thumb that I give everyone, and this isn't just the VSOs, this is also my my community volunteers too, is one voucher per quarter minimum, okay? Or I should say maximum. Uh, now, what that means is, say, veteran comes into your office, he only talked about he needed food. You wrote a voucher for that food. Then while you're conversing, you find out that, you know, a day or two later that he needed oil. Now, is that going to constitute two vouchers in my mind? No, that's basically one visit, one voucher. Same thing with, and Jared's had to do this a couple of times, mm -hmm. write multiple vouchers for, say, Stop and Shop, because, you know, you're giving them $150 worth, but you're having to break it up. Same thing, you know, one voucher. But, you know, one quarter, one assistance. One category in a sense. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. But and even that in extenuating circumstances, if the need Absolutely. arises, you that though it can be approved to go higher. Absolutely. It can be. And I also wanted to add at the end of the day, you know, at least in the Western Mass area that I manage, I'm not asking anyone to reinvent the wheel. You know, you're already vetting the people, you're already doing the intakes, you already know your people. If you know that there's an assistance that needs to be rendered. It's all about just getting it taken care of. Absolutely, wow. I I tried to get him in on the uh, on the uh, annual training conference to talk to all the VSOs. I think this yeah. is a. I think every community should be partnering with this. It's another public assistance program for yeah. us. I know? agree. I agree. All right, we're gonna take a short break. When we come back, we're gonna give your contact information and all that good stuff. You're listening to VSO Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Three letters, VFW. They stand for help helping veterans find education and jobs. They stand for justice, fighting for health care and benefits. They stand for the gratitude that a humbled nation will hold in its heart forever. We're the veterans of foreign wars. We're the VFW. No one does more for veterans. Learn more at VFW.org. This program is brought to you by Ludlow Community TV and the Town of Ludlow. Additionally, Ludlow Community TV program can be viewed on demand and through live streaming at LudlowTV.org. We served our country like those before us. It was a dangerous era. All of Vietnam was dangerous. The carnage of war left an indelible mark on me. We came back and built lives. As time went on, we faced new challenges and found support to handle them. I went to the VA, talked to my doctor. I started doing groups. I started doing one-on-one -on -one counseling. At MakeTheConnection.net, you can hear our stories and find tools and services available to you. 
Hey, welcome back. So we're here at uh, VSO Talk Radio talking everything Salvation Army with uh, Mark Massey, our yeah, field funny. service representative. I got it this he time. Didn't on, have to, oh, on, on the top first on that time. One. Did, yeah. No, no, uh, no uh, what do you call it? Wheels turning on that one. I got it down pat now. Because uh, I, I always am like, well, he's the field service rep. I'm the outreach coordinator for my... Okay, yeah, I have to figure out which one's what. But anyway, um, so yeah, so awesome program. Like we said before, this is something that the structure is there nationally to be able to do no matter where you are. So if you're a VSO or a veteran in this in your own area and you're curious if this is something that could be brought you know, to, to an actual program operating program where you are please reach out to your local uh um, salvation army um like you said you just type in you know salvation army state maybe the uh the town name and you should find some resources in that area ask the question you know is there a veterans uh assistance fund out here is there something we could start with this voucher program we heard about it on the uh radio and it sounds like something be great right so uh how can we contact you final thoughts on the programs you know uh tell us a little bit about what's coming up yeah 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 so uh easiest way to get a hold of me would be giving me a call on my cell phone yep. it's going to be 781-364-7395 and uh the biggest thing that we're pushing right now is our camp wonderland it's a almost free week-long summer camp for kids ages uh, 6 to 13 in Sharon, Massachusetts. It's about 100 acres of nothing but pristine cabins, you know, your your typical summer camp experience. Wow. That, uh, you know, you reach out to me or reach out to your local uh, veteran service officer, and they'll be able to get your kids uh, to get out of the house for at least a week. and. Wow. I don't know about you, but uh, I got a couple of kids I would love to be able to kick out of the house for a week. Hey, you know, I, when I was a kid, uh, for those that grew up in the Springfield area, Springfield Boys and Girls Club yep. used to partner uh, with a camp out in Brimfield. It was called the Brimfield Boys Club Camp. But as an inner city kid in Springfield, I would go out to Brimfield every summer for a week away from my family in a cabin in the woods. We used to run, jump, swim, all that fun That's stuff. It. That's it. I think it is essential to any kid's life. I think I really think it, it adds good quality and character. Especially for someone who's growing up like you like you did yeah. in the middle of a city where Absolutely. there's not that much green and there's not that much to do. Exactly. You know, this is a great opportunity for, for kids sure. to do that. That's awesome. So uh, how can we get? How can we uh, sign up for that? Just again, reach yeah, out reach to you? out to me. Uh, okay. Reach out to me. Give me that number again, one more yeah. time. A little slower. So those writing it down. We Absolutely. Got some, uh, yeah, we got some infantry guys in here. I got. I understand. We got to <laughs> go a little slow. Uh, it's going to be seven eight one three six four seven three nine five. All right. And there's no residency restriction on that camp. Uh, the camp is for Massachusetts uh, residents of Massachusetts. Okay. Absolutely. Awesome. Perfect. All perfect. right. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for what you do for our veterans and their families hey, and thanks, just for the community in general. Uh, look forward to partnering with you more uh, to better serve our veterans. Absolutely. Thanks, uh-huh. brother. All right. Appreciate you. All right. You're listening to VSO Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Connection, camaraderie, community. That's what you can expect when you visit a local vet center. We build a safe and comfortable environment during and after military service where eligible veterans, active duty service members, including members of the National Guard and Reserve, and their loved ones can achieve their personal goals. Whether you're coming in for a one-on-one, group or family counseling, 
a warm introduction to a local community resource, or just to connect with people who've gone through similar experiences. Vet centers are here for you. Our services are available at no cost to you or your family. And once you connect with us, you can keep coming back whenever you want. You don't need to be enrolled in VA healthcare or have a service-connected disability to engage in all aspects of our community. Because at Vet Centers, we're here to listen, not to judge. A lot of us are also veterans, so believe us when we say we get it. There's no need to explain, there's no need to hold back. And since our services are 100% confidential, you can trust us. We got your six. We want to make your experience as easy as possible and help you achieve your goals. Vet centers are conveniently located in your community and offer a range of in-person and virtual appointments that fit your schedule. So stop in for a cup of coffee and give us a call anytime. Let's talk about how we can best serve you. We're available 24-7 at 877-927-8387 or visit us online at vetcenter.va.gov. Find connection, find camaraderie, find community local vet center. This program is brought to you by Ludlow Community TV and the town of Ludlow. Ludlow Community TV is a public access television station broadcasting on channels 191, 192, and 193 on your Spectrum cable in the town of Ludlow. Hey, this is Eric Segundo. This is Jared Sasson. And this is Jesus Pereira, a.k.a. Jesus. And we're your host on VSO Talk Radio, a show that connects veterans, active duty military, National Guard, family members, and spouses with information and services available to them from local to federal programs. Yeah, each show will provide information related to military service, VA benefits, state benefits, housing and education, as well as in-depth interviews, special guest appearances, and one-of-a-kind perspective on veteran issues. So if you miss our show, download us anytime on any of the podcast systems. Welcome back to VSO Talk Radio. What a great conversation with Mark, Mark of the Salvation Army and his voucher program. Uh, from what I hear, you guys are really utilizing it and it's filling a gap that uh, is really needed uh, to fill. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, uh, six months ago, did the training. Mark came, you know, and I'm not going to lie. You know, I, I wish I said this in front of him, but, uh, you know, when he came in, it's like, oh, here we go. Here's another program of something that's going to be kind of useless, wasting my time. And then, like, you can kind of tell when they're already like a quarter way through talking to it and you're already writing down like several notes on things. You're like, oh, wait a minute. Well, this, this could be very useful, extremely useful. And oh, wait a minute. It's, it's doing what I'm already doing. It's just giving me another source for that. It's always good to well, have all these alternative sources to help. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, is like, you know, uh, during one of the breaks, I was talking with Mark and I was and this is something that I haven't shared with you guys yet is, you know, there are quite a few organizations out here in my area um, in, in the Winnebago County area who exist to serve veterans, but have very little capacity in all of their programming. They may like do one or two things pretty well. But they may have something that they say, hey, we offer this. And when you look at or you try to utilize it, they can't fill that need. So, you know, the Salvation Army, um, you know, we, we, we try to keep small nonprofits alive. We really do. I was one. I get it. Uh, but when you look at the capacity of someone to serve, you want something that can be consistent and can serve veterans uh, for the long term, not just f- for the short time. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. You know, um, you, you, kind of life changing. Right. You know, if you, if you, it's like that same, uh, mindset, you, you give a man a fish, he eats for a day, you teach a man to fish, he 
you know, eats the rest of his life. It's one of those things where we try to put them on the appropriate program that's going to get them life-changing type stuff. You know, sometimes that's education. Sometimes that's uh, retraining in, in, um, in uh, working, stuff like that. But, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and we say, you know, the veteran don't need to know all this. All the veteran needs to know is see your local VSO That's in it. your city or town or in your county, wherever your VSO is. We we are the ones that have all these contacts with all these different organizations, right? Your first stop should be your VSO. See what we can help you with, whether it's a VA disability claim or this chapter 115, whether it's yes, Salvation Army, yeah. the voucher, whatever it is. But we have those contacts. So just reach out to your VSO, your local VSO, whoever your local VSO is, um, uh, and, and see what they can provide for you. Absolutely. And if you're a local VSO listening to this and this is something for you, again, reach out to even even us on the show here. We can give you all the... Uh, Not just local. Listen, if you're listening from... Oh, yeah, uh, far, yeah, 100%. You know, uh, Miami, Florida, and your county veteran service officer, reach out to the Salvation Army down there. See what programs they may have that benefit, uh, that can help you assist veterans in your community. Uh, specifically, but yeah. you know, California, and vice versa. Wherever. Like, if if you happen to be a service organization that serves veterans and and provide a service, call us and let us know about it because maybe we can get one started in our area. We're always looking for uh, resources to share with our veterans, and uh, if we don't know about you, then you don't exist in our world, and we have the clientele to bring to you. Absolutely, oh, for sure. We're not in a shortage of people who need need assistance for yeah. sure and, and if you're an organization that provides services to veteran give us shoot us an email maybe we'll bring you on the show uh and uh we can uh get your program out there that uh anything that helps our veterans i know. mean and that's one thing i gotta ask you guys you know since we've been doing this show isn't it that pretty awesome like for us for what we do like the fact that we've been doing this almost every week we highlight a different program or I mean, how many different resources have we all collectively been like, oh, my God, I didn't even know this existed prior to the show. And now it's, you know, it's a part of your everyday work, you know, M.O. Yeah, it's like once you go that that down that road, that's exactly. it. You ain't turning back. You realize how many awesome things are out there just need to be highlighted more and more, and that's what we're here for. And, I, I'm, and I'm going to get with Mark and start the voucher, get certified uh, so I can help uh more, more of my veterans with Absolutely. those services. I mean, you already do such a fantastic job with the, um, with the always do more. food pantry. Always you can do always do more. But just your food pantry alone is definitely filling a need that we ask absolutely need not just in Ludlow obviously but in the western mass area yeah we're servicing our food pantry services uh, um if you you can make it here we serve you uh, if you're a veteran who served uh, you show up at the door you ain't leaving without any any food absolutely uh, we don't have a residency requirement on the uh on the food uh it's veterans uh program so for sure so listen we're coming up on our time here uh what do we have for uh for any events guys I know we have, uh, listen, if you're calling about the Veterans Lunch, we're maxed out. Both seatings, 11, wow, 15, really? 12, 30, we are maxed to the Good. gillers. We'll, we'll, we, we are taking a, uh, a wait list in case someone cancels, but we're done with that. Uh, dental clinic, we just had it. Uh, but again, don't wait till the week of to call for your appointment because, again, we, we maxed out of those as well. But she could only do seven. It's seven yep. hours, seven appointments. Uh, give us a call, 413-707-5050 to schedule dental. Uh and get on the list for next month's lunch. That's it. That's awesome. All right. Guys, it was always a pleasure. We'll uh, touch base next week. All right. Sure. Next week, All right. Have a good week. Oh.